You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, you are going to hear a very interesting conversation. I would not call it an interview because I don't believe it really presented itself as an interview. It's a conversation. It's with myself and a nice woman named Quinn. And we discuss sexual market value, sexual market value. That is the value that is placed on a man or a woman in terms of their value in the dating market. Are they someone who is desired by many people, by few people? And this changes depending on your age, depending on some outside circumstances, and also depending on what you've been doing with your life. So you're going to be learning a little bit about this. I haven't talked much about this on the podcast, but it definitely is something to consider because you should be considering your sexual market value. You should be considering how you rank yourself out there. Why is that a good thing to do? So you could be always progressing forward. So you can always be trying to increase your sexual market value. As a man, his value tends to go up over time. He starts to gather more resources. He starts to become more confident. Again, if you're working on yourself, he starts to understand who he is more. He starts to just look better. Guys tend to look more attractive as they get older. More wisdom is there as you age, as you get older. So if you are learning things from here, the podcast, if you're doing a coaching program, if you're reading a book on something, you are learning, you are getting wiser, and that helps a man increase his sexual market value. Intelligence is very big, especially, of course, in the area of meeting and dating women. Women, on the other hand, they tend to peak around their early to mid-20s. And so there's been a problem that as women tend to get older, they believe that their sexual market value increases, but really it comes down to the market. What does the man want? Just like for you, what does the woman want? So the market is what determines the value. So as a woman gets older, she tends to have less options because men are more attracted to women who are more in their fertile stages. You know, we're looking at 21 to 25 years old. So in this conversation, we're talking to Quinn, who is a 26-year-old, and we're discussing this idea, and I'm trying to help her understand how sexual market value works and even trying to give her some advice on what to do so she can start to play out and achieve her goals in the dating realm. Now, I know that you as a guy, you're not a woman, so this advice won't pertain to you, but you are going to learn something. Well, you're going to learn a lot of things. You're going to learn about how women view themselves. You're going to learn more about sexual market value. You'll also be learning about how women think, how they view themselves, which is pretty obvious here. So I think you're going to get a lot out of it. And it's going to be a little bit eye-opening to you. And I'd like to have more conversations around these topics. I think it really helps to understand how women are thinking, how men are thinking. And of course, as a man yourself, I know that you always want to learn what women want and what's going inside of their brains. Well, this is the podcast that helps you understand that and discovers it. I'll say thank you so much for Quinn for being a great guest. I think you're going to be thoroughly entertained 
and you're going to be interested by some of the things that she and I have to say. It's crazy too. I'm working with right now in my coaching program, and I'm saying hello to you, sir, a 57-year-old man. And he is absolutely killing it in this coaching program. So what is going on is he is in the coaching program, taking the advice, going out, meeting more women, meeting women online, and he is getting dates left and right, and he's almost close to getting a very attractive girlfriend. Men age very well, so don't think that you are too old to get results. And also, if you're listening to this and you're 23, don't think you're too young to get results either. While yes, a 30-year-old who has acquired more resources and wisdom might be more attractive in the sexual marketplace than a 23-year-old, that doesn't mean the 23-year-old man is is done for. He can absolutely attract a quality woman and one that he has always desired. It's still very possible for you. I just think that as you get older as a man, you tend to have more options. If you want to learn how this is done, if you're sick and tired of trying to piece it together yourself and you want to be part of a coaching program that gets you faster results, do not hesitate. If you are anywhere from the ages 18 to 60 years old, even over 60 years old, we even have coached people up to 65 years old, we can help you. Whether you are divorced, going through a divorce, whether you are single, whether you are living in a small town or a big town, Whatever your demographic is, if you are interested in learning how to be a more attractive man and attract more people into your life and have the dating life that you want, go to coachedbytrip.com and apply for coaching today. You'll be working with either me or one of my coaches here at TripAdvice, and we will be guiding you step-by-step in a fully custom program that helps you specifically get more women that you actually desire. So if you're sick and tired of being lonely, if you're sick and tired of standing on the sidelines watching everyone else do it, do not hesitate. And you can see the amazing results guys have gotten. If you go to coachedbytrip.com, you can scroll down and you can see all these guys have been coaching clients of the Trip Advice program. Do not hesitate. Go there right now. Apply. We would love to help you. Now let's move on to my conversation with Quinn. We're talking about sexual market value. What's up, Quinn? How you doing? I am good. I'm good. So we were discussing. Well, first, why don't you say who you are, and then we'll we'll, we'll dive into all the fun details. But who are you? Age, demo, what do you do, etc. Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. I'm Quinn. I'm 26. I live in New York City. Designer, jack of all trades, fashion, interiors, real estate, so on. 26 and single. And I feel like I have a lot of opinions on it. Living in New York, I feel like I've dated every kind of guy, a few girls here and there. So I'm ready to talk. (laughs) So do you like being single? I love it. I mean... I'm enjoying my career. I'm enjoying just like, I'm in freaking Florida right now doing whatever I want. So there's this level of like, you know, freedom, no responsibility, emotional responsibility to anyone. It's just a very like 
nice selfish time in my life. And I mean that in a good way. Like, you know, I just don't have to cater towards anyone at all besides myself. When do you want to cater towards somebody? I've never wanted to be emotionally responsible for anybody. Um, and I think literally that ever. Okay. No, there was one person I was in love with that I was like, okay, like I'm emotionally invested. They're emotionally invested. So, you know, I obviously have to care, you know, about everything I do, but then every time, you know, let's say a guy you're out and a guy like is kind of hitting on you, I would feel guilty. You know what I mean? There's like so much emotional intertwinedness that it was like, I hate that being this like social, talkative, sometimes perceived as flirting, like men often think like, because I talk so much, I ask a lot of questions, I'm enthusiastic. They're like, oh, she's into me. And so constantly feeling like I have to like friend zone or make it really clear that I'm in a relationship. Like, I think that's just that emotional responsibility I just don't like dealing with. So what I was saying to you on a phone call previously is that right now, it seems kind of annoying to you that you have to friend zone all these guys, you're getting so much attention, yada, yada, I don't feel bad for you. And, <laughs> and I'm saying that you're, so we were talking about this idea of sexual market value, which is something that it's not a myth. It is absolutely true that you, me, everyone in the world has some sort of value in the sexual marketplace. We can call it the mating market, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so right now, as a 26-year-old, your sexual market value is still very high because you're a young female. And females who are in the range of, it's around, I think it's like 19 to 24, or 20 to 24, have the highest sexual market value. They're at their peak of their looks and... As natural it, looks. I will add that natural looks. Um, well, yeah, yes, that is true. I mean, you can, well, you can get work done, but as you can I, always. As I like fluff my um, platinum hair, natural look. Yes. Do you have work done? I mean, no, I have my lips like any other girl, but. Botox? Okay, Botox, yeah. Okay, well then, what, <laughs> yeah, what, so you said no. Well, what did you think I meant? Like breast implants? I haven't had reconstructive surgery. Let's put it that way. No, I mean, I think that that's like a standard thing nowadays. So I think the age, even for men, that marketplace or market value, I'm going to say the wrong word forever. Um, SMV, sexual market value. So I was saying that yours is, I'm not trying to say this in a mean way. It's yours (laughs) is going down every year as you approach 30. So I was saying too in our conversation is now is a time that, if you're interested in getting into a relationship, if you're interested in getting married one day, if you're interested in maybe even having kids one day, this is the time to try to find a guy and lock him down because you are, you are at your peak right now, as opposed to a guy where when I was 26 or even in my early twenties, my sexual market value was extremely low. I did not have many resources I was not very confident. I was, women are usually attracted to older men. Like we were talking before, you even told me you're attracted to older men. So definitely. So that's what it is. Well, so for men, is it different? So for women, 
you know, it's kind of based off, you mentioned like your natural beauty, your like peak, your youth, like for men, is it more like theirs? SMV is based off their like resources, wealth, confidence, things like that. Yeah. And I was, is that the difference? Yes. And I would say also, also in looks too. I mean, you know, I, I think you tell me, I would I mean, agree. You, you're a female, agree. you're, 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 you're the one who's attracted to men. Would you say men get better looking with age? Totally. I mean, it's so, I feel like it's something out of our control in many ways. And like men, you know, they don't, most of them don't wear makeup and they're not doing all the things that we do to like stay attractive. So it's interesting that like age, something completely out of their control, you know, adds value to them. As it is interesting. And, and that takes value away from us. And, you know, there's this patriarchal aspect to it where it's like, we talked about it, like your peak birthing years. Like if you want to have a baby or if a man wants to start a family, like what you, you can't mean, control what do you mean it. The, what do you mean the patriarchal aspect to it? What does that mean? I mean, I've it's come just like, to hate that we, word only because it, it, to me, it's so vague. Like women just broad. throw it around and I don't understand what it means. Just, what did I just you, put what did you feminism mean? straight on it. Um, no, I think that like, I think about it in the way of like, how has our society been structured in the past? It's been really like the American dream is the white picket fence. So there's this element of like success in America and you know, maybe in your life is like a good career for the man, a family for the woman. And that's what I mean by patriarchal, like that's where we've kind of come from. And, you know, it's still like that for many people. And I don't think, it, I don't use it in a negative way. I think especially nowadays, like we have more freedom than ever to choose whether we want to live like that or not. And a lot of people choose not to live like that. Live like um, what? The, the uh, I don't know how to say it. like boilerplate, heterosexual family nuclear family is that the word well nuclear family i think is like husband wife two kids daughter son something like that there you go but so i don't mean it i don't mean patriarchal in this like oh men are evil like how dare you make us want to have families and these are our best birthing years no i just mean like in the way that we've been doing things in the past that's kind of where that fit in sure sure okay so so do you agree that you are at the peak of your sexual market value? I'm torn. You know what? Like I would love to give a yes or no, but it's a it's been a source. If you had like, to say if you had to say. If you had to give a yes or no. Okay. If I absolutely had to, I would say yes. But if you ask me this question in five years when I'm 32 or wait, yeah, about 32, because I'm turning 27 in a few months, I might say something different. So from what I know now, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm at my peak. Like, well, What would I've you say me, in five years, you think? Well, I think I'm going to be really hot and I'm definitely going to like, I don't know, just try to get hotter and hotter and hotter. And I'm hoping that will supplement for my age. And then develop my personality, continue developing that and like my passions. And I'm hoping that I'll be like, nope, every guy wants me still. Every girl wants me still. Like I'm at my peak. I think that, you know, yes, you will still be attractive in five years. For sure. Will you be as attractive as you are today? Not a chance. No. So this is the thing. This is the thing. Women don't get more attractive past the prime years physically. What about Kim Kardashian? 
it's like a pinnacle example of like well, plastic Kim, surgery. Okay. Where we're so, at, right? Yeah. So Kim Kardashian is very attractive. She's like 40 years old. She's had a lot of work done. So all those things help. But hold on. That, that actually just proves the point right there. Why oh, no, does Kim it. Kardashian at 40 years old have so much plastic surgery? Did she have that when she was 23? Maybe she did a little bit, but compared to now, there's no question. She has way more plastic surgery now to make totally. her more attractive. Why? Because yeah. of the point I just made is that women get less physically attractive over time unless they do things to fix it. Now, I might argue, yeah. and maybe this is opinion and subjective, that Kim Kardashian at 24 years old was probably more attractive than she is today. Is she still attractive? Yes. Was she more attractive at 23? Probably. I don't know. I don't have pictures of it, but I'm sure she does. Just because men are attracted to women who have signs of of, of strong fertility and that and women yeah. are, are more fertile when they are younger. So that is why, just speaking from evolutionary psychology, that men are attracted to younger women. And the same reason why women are attracted to older men is because as they get older, they have more resources and those things help with raising the baby, raising the family. Whether you want a baby or family or not, this is all mm -hmm. things that are just inside of our DNA. Is that clear on that, on how that works? I mean, yeah. The only point I would make to that is that, like, does Kim Kardashian look better when she's 23? Maybe, but she's also famous. Like, there's other things that make people desirable besides their age men it's don't like, men don't care if the girl's famous or not it might be like oh cool i hooked up with this celebrity but if i put a oh, we're we talking about okay. love is that what we mean like true well if i put if i put a an uh an overweight celebrity if i put amy schumer i don't know if she's amy. overweight but what'd you say I said I love Amy Schumer. Wow. She's hilarious. She's uh, hilarious. But if I put Amy Schumer next to, I don't know, I think we can agree Amy Schumer is not necessarily very physically attractive. I don't oh, know. Maybe, I would have maybe, to disagree. I would have to disagree. But uh, well, I have my own I have my own preferences. I do like blondes. You're so. also a girl. So it's, it's there's, hard I think, to get that opinion from I have, you. I also have a filter because... I've loved Amy Schumer since I was like 15 years old. Who would you? So I couldn't. Objectively. You're bisexual, right? Yes. Okay. Let's. Who would you rather sleep with? Amy Schumer. I don't know if this is going to make a point, but Amy Schumer or Kim Kardashian. Okay. Obviously, Kim Kardashian. Okay. <laughs> Both are the same. So there's age, our by way the of way. saying Both it. are the same age. Amy Schumer is 40. Yes. Just to make it a a pretty clear. Uh, okay question here right it's like they're both the same age you're okay. more attracted physically to kim kardashian yes so for a guy same thing but my point is is that if we put amy schumer next to a 23 year old who's very attractive and not famous and he had the choice hypothetically to sleep with one of them i would say most would probably sleep with the 23 year old even besides the fact that amy schumer is more famous because men don't necessarily care about that in terms of what makes them attracted to a woman. Yeah, I would definitely, I can understand that. The narrative I've had since I was a kid was, and even though I grew up really like poor actually, was I'm not scared of getting older. I'm just going to buy good looks and I'll be famous and it'll be okay. Like 
I will supplement age with money, good looks, and hopefully fame or some sort of success or accomplishment. And it's going to be that. And I have a feeling that even then you will absolutely still attract many men, but maybe it's just a different type. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe a different type, but not as many men as you, as you would be able to today. Yeah, like there'll probably be a time when I'm like, I miss. Do you agree that right now, right now, you have. How do I say this? You have more men available to you right now than you will in five years. Yeah, I think like, unfortunately, men will sleep with like anything in general. So. I don't think like my, I don't think I'm going to ever have to like try to get laid or something like that. Like I've never, I mean, I was not that cute when I was 17. I had no issue with it. You know what I mean? So it's you like. Said, you said men will sleep with anything. So like yeah, they, it, it is true. Men are less selective than women. They're less for sex, for sex, like for physically, like my guy friends are like, oh yeah, she's hideous, but she has a good body. Like they're able to like see past a lot of things. Whereas I have like for women, at least like this like checklist of like, want you to look like this, be like this, just to sleep with not relation, like relationships. Whereas men are like, basically if they have a hole, like I'll do it. Um, but I think when I'm 32, like, will my, will my options for dating become slimmer? Yeah. I think like a lot of people definitely are looking for like mid twenties, like maybe the age I'm at now, but in terms of sex, I'm like, no. So do you understand that? So, that's really cool of you to understand that because women don't like to hear it because it doesn't feel good to hear that. And the fact that you understand that is pretty powerful. What specifically? Just the difference between Every, sex and relationship? You said, the oh. idea that your options will get, will get less and less as you get older. And so what, what we're finding out is a lot of women are in denial of that. And also what happens is as they get older, their list for what they're looking for gets larger. I was just going to say that, yeah. Right? Their list naturally, and I think that happens with everyone too. Your list gets larger. You've dated a lot. You kind of like know all the things that you're looking for. You're getting more specific. And like You're getting more specific. And as, you get, and as a woman gets older and that list gets larger, then her options start narrowing down to such a small degree and her sexual market value is is lower than she was that it becomes harder for them to find someone. That's why when we were on the phone the other day, I was saying to you, you're at around your peak, just a little bit over, but around your peak Mm. of physical attractiveness. And so you have more options now. So whatever you're looking for in a relationship, now might be the time to get on that before you're a 35-year-old jaded woman who then has slimmer options. Well, it's so funny because I mean, and I, we may have mentioned this on the phone, but I never really needed to try to get a boyfriend or really needed to like think about relationships. It's just always kind of like pushing off guys, you know, trying to like focus on myself. And now that I'm 26, there's something that just slowly started to like sink in. Like, I'm like, oh shit. Like if I do want a family, like I kind of do have to date with intention and not that I haven't the people I've been in like close romantic connections. I did see a future, but not just date with intention, but date faster. And now, 
And exactly, like, I don't, I'm not on dating apps. I hate going on dates. Like, it's like the amount of like social energy it takes. I'm like, I don't care because like, I don't need the attention right now. So like dates don't like, they don't do anything for me. And unless obviously I'm like super into the guy, which is rare. So I'm realizing like right now I'm like, oh shoot, like I can't be dating emotionally unavailable men, whether they be married or just too young, maybe early twenties. Like they're not emotionally available at that age. And then yeah, so you might want a man who's who's older. But then, you know, I can't be dating a guy in his 40s because I'm 26, and that doesn't make sense with my well, here, let's, potential let's, family plans. Let's reverse engineer this for a second. So what is it that you want ultimately? What are you looking for? Are you looking for a family? Are you looking for... If you could craft a perfect relationship and family situation or lack of family situation, what does that look like to you? What do you want? Yeah, like... Definitely looking for, I think, a man to, like, partner with or, like, have a family with, couple kids. I think I've loved, like, my career and stuff. I'll always have passions and always be working on things. But, like, I really do think it'd be nice to, like, just live in Malibu. with Like, I don't want much. $40 million mansion, three beautiful children, <laughs> a bunch of designers. But hold on, hold on. Dogs. I'm an easy How girl. How serious are you about that? I mean, I'm, I'm financially independent, so I don't, I'm not too worried about the guy being like super rich, but like for me, like if the guy can't afford the $40 million mansion, I'll find a way to get it. Like I'm not too concerned about like, well, well, let's talk about the relationship for a second. So are you comfortable sharing how much you make? Yeah. I mean like ask, yeah. Okay. How much do you make? Well, I'll give like, I just like anyone else in their 20s in new york like a little over six figures okay a little over six so we'll say mm-hmm. just safely 100 125 sure okay would you date a man who makes less than that and and let's put let's, let's hypothetically say he makes 75 and we just know for a fact that he'll only make 75 for the rest of his life could you date could you sleep with here? Let's I, do the sleep, date, marry. Would you sleep with that guy? Would I sleep with him? Yes. Would you date him? No. Okay. So then obviously you wouldn't marry him either. And I say that because me and my best friend here have one friend that we're like, oh, he's just perfect. He's perfect. He's perfect. We love him. We always flirt. And this friend makes around that amount. And we'll. Mm-hmm he like thinks he's only going to make that one amount. And so my friend is always like, no, we need, like I could never be with someone who doesn't make more than that. And we always laugh and talk about it. Like that's his one caveat is like, he doesn't have the achieving. He doesn't want to achieve more than that. Or he doesn't think he can achieve more than six figures or whatever it is. Women will, will only mate and be with a man who has makes equal or more money. I would, I would agree with that. That is that is what they're attracted to. I've dated. So that people means who make that you have less. to find. You've dated. Oh, okay. So you have dated, but you I've wouldn't get into a long term. I mean, I when I was younger, like money didn't mean anything to me. Height didn't mean anything to me. Like I, you know, when you first start dating and you're in the dating world, you kind of learn as you go. Like, oh, that's what it's like to date someone with no money. Like they don't pay for anything. You're not doing the things you want to do. 
everything kind of feels like a hassle. You know, like there's things that I think women just pick up on as you date and you're like, okay, now I know I want. It's that list that we were talking about. It gets more specific. I'm just curious. Do you do you know that men could care absolutely less about what a woman makes? Do you, do you? I'm just wondering I, if you, I didn't if you know, know that or not. No, I I literally just started figuring this out the last. Yeah, six most months. most women don't know that. It's it's. I would think they would care. I would so think they would care. Uh, it's. According to a big study that was done across 37 cultures, uh, it showed that men, it's just not that important to them. Most men, generally speaking, it's not that important to them, that they would have no problem dating, sleeping with, even marrying, let's say, a waitress, for example. You know, waitress probably doesn't make that much money, whereas a woman would have a problem with that. So for men, it just doesn't matter. So I feel like a lot of women are putting so much value or they're putting so much, yeah, they're putting so much value into how much they make and how well they're doing in their work. And they think that makes them more attractive to men. Does it though? Do you it, think they're doing that? Do you think women are accomplishing things? I'm not twisting this on you in a feminist way. No, please. I'm, being, let's, I'm let's actually talk. asking, but do you think women are doing it to become more attractive or do you think they're doing it because they're like this? there's less of this dependency in this day and age for men and we want to be independent. That's a great question. Um, no, I don't, I mean, and as, uh, my opinion on this, I don't have any facts around this. My yeah. opinion is, is I would say they're probably not doing it to be more attractive to men. I don't think that they're trying to be boss babes and trying to, I think that they have more opportunity now and they're, this is just what's happening. I think I get what you're saying too. But I don't, so no, I don't think that they're doing it for, oh, okay, if I get a better job, I'm going to have more options to to be with more men. But what I think what happens is a lot of women who now have more opportunities and are becoming more independent and wealthy, such Mm -hmm. as yourself, do once they get there, think that that is attractive to men when to most men, it's, it's, it's not really. It just it's it's almost quite neutral. It doesn't really move the needle in terms of attraction. So no, I don't think they're doing it for that. But I think once they get there, they think that it's one of the things that makes them more attractive or adds to their sexual market value, and it does not. And I'll say this: coming from where I am and where my brain goes with that is that like when I'm you know I'm really passionate about my projects and being an interior designer and fashion designer. So when I think of like what adds to my value in the dating world, when I'm, when someone's really getting to know me, I'm getting to know them is like passion, right? Like when somebody's passionate about some, something, they're automatically in my eyes, more attractive. Like I want, I want to be around them. I want to be passionate. I want to feel invigorated. So I think in some regards, like maybe it's not my career or my income that I think would make me attractive to a man. But I think that like, having interests and having passions and careers and projects that I'm working on is something in my head. I think, oh, this man is going to value and want me more. This is going to stand out more than the, for example, waitress, like you mentioned, like she's clocking in, clocking out, does the same thing every day. You know, I'm traveling to Australia. I'm doing these exciting things. Like this is going to make me more desirable. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. I think a passion definitely is attractive, but I still don't think it really moves the needle. At mm-hmm. least not even not even compared to what you'll be attracted to in a man. Yeah. You know, and I think it makes I think it makes a woman more interesting, 
But would you say, let's be clear on the word, like passion, do you think passion is synonymous with ambitious? Or do Because I think those are different words. So I want to make sure some people, I feel like, use those interchangeably, passion and ambitious. I do use those interchangeably. But yeah, you're right. They they mean totally different things. And I think that like to be passionate about what you're working on doesn't necessarily mean you're ambitious. And I think right. that I would think that men, I would think ambition would move the needle for men in my head. Meaning you think that a man would be really attracted to a very ambitious woman. Yes. And I have thought that because one of the guys I dated more seriously for about a year was always reaffirmed that like, this is what I love about you. I love that you're passionate and ambitious and like, this is such an attractive quality. And they really like said that a lot to a point where I was like, oh, okay, men like this or the kind of men I like like this. Yeah, I think that might have been an outlier situation because most men are not really super attra- attra- Wait, what attracted. Wait, out- what's an outlier situation? Like they say, um, to- like an exception, like an exception. Okay, like an exception to the rule, like yeah. a rare case. Okay. So, I'm curious what happened to that relationship. That one's a dagger. That's my only one that's like really broke my heart. What happened? Well, it was a guy I had met right when I was 22. We met. While we were graduating, we went to different colleges and we met on this random photo shoot where we pretended to be a couple in the shoot, fell in love immediately. It was like love at first sight. We dated for about almost a year and he moved to New York with me. And I had just been like, it was very traumatizing, but I had just been raped right before I had met him. um, Oh my gosh. By this old guy. It was just terrible. I mean, I was so young and traumatized. And then I moved to New York and I was just depressed. Like it was just a tough transition. And he just, I felt like it was out of nowhere. Um, It probably wasn't. I look back, I'm like, I'm really naive to men at 22. But anyways, he like was like, I can't do this relationship. And Why? Be honest. He, Why do you he, think you couldn't? Did you cause problems? I was just like, I was a lot. Like I was. I was not causing problems. We didn't fight. It's just like, I was like, I had anxiety. Like we'd go to shopping. I'm just kind of like, I was just really depressed. Like you're dating a depressed person. You don't want to leave the house. You're not inspired. You're not like achieving your best. And he was just not, it was like the mental health thing. He was just like, I can't, I can't take your mental health and mine. And honestly, like I have nothing but good things to say about him. Like we're still friends to this day. We're still good friends. We talk on the phone. Like, so it sounds like you you saying you can't blame him for wanting to break up with you. I mean, I just don't think it's fair to force someone to date someone who's depressed in your early 20s. And he was 26. I was 22. Like, yeah, you weren't li- ready for a relationship. It sounds like I wasn't even close. And I wasn't doing any of the I hate, I hate to be this person, but emotional work on my end. So it's like he was 100 percent my support. And you can't hold someone up alone like you have to do some of the work and like figure out how to feel better you know so yeah no, I don't definitely blame him. I mean I don't blame him I think uh you know men men don't want to be with someone who's not going to be uh emotionally healthy that's for sure it I don't fucked think me it, up though. both both people it fucked me up till this day though for this reason and again not his fault this is my own stuff but my brain now has this thing that like, if I'm not mentally perfect, if I'm not happy all the time, if I don't feel good, then I'm like unlovable that they can just leave because there's this element of like, 
unworthiness. And I think that that's tough because everyone goes through hard times. And I don't think like. Do you still have those? Are you still working through those issues? Are you saying? Yeah, I think to be honest, like just to be very bold and out there and it might be an overshare, but like I've dated emotionally unavailable men since typically older, either married, not married, divorced, whatever it is. Someone who's not emotionally available because I think there's an element of like, hey, I'm not mentally perfect yet. I have not achieved the status of what I think is going to be so stable that I'm never going to have like a down season that it's like, I'm going to date people who will excite me, give me great sex, give me cool trips, all those things. And yet won't hurt me, can't leave me if I'm not feeling good. I can just retreat when I feel like it. So when you say emotionally unavailable men, what does that mean exactly? I think that means people who are dating you, not because they necessarily see a future. Maybe they don't see true compatibility. You might have like great chemistry as in you have great sex, you have great conversation, but maybe, you know, whether it's distance or age, they don't see a future. And so, and maybe they're hung up on their Maybe they're either in a relationship or just got out of a relationship that they're still hung up on. So I so think does all emotionally are- unavailable mean that they're not, that it's only about a physical connection and they're not trying to pursue an emotional connection with you? Is that what that means? I think that they're having an emotional connection with you. They're having vulnerable conversations. But at the end of the day, it's that non-committal guy, the guy who won't commit. Where it's like, okay, yeah, I think I get it. Now. Yeah, because I've always been confused about what that meant because it wasn't very specific to me. Is I never knew what it meant what, what, until I dated it. It's the guy who doesn't want to commit to you. Yes, and not that he doesn't have the, unavailable. And you hear stories. Sounds like of, he's just not that into you. It's yeah, that, there you it's go. That, that I mean, absolutely, that absolutely. Saying right, I mean, it's true though. I mean, if he wants to be with you, guys, he'll be with you. Like. That's absolutely. It. That's it. That is yeah. the one thing I think I've absolutely know and learned. If, you know, a lot of my lessons have gone back and forth, you know, I've, my age doesn't matter. It does matter. You know, I'm still navigating those things. The one thing I know is true is that like, listen, if he wants to be with you, if he wants to talk to you, he will be with you. Nothing will ever, like he will do it. That's it. Point blank. So, yeah. You know, it's funny is, is, and I love I love that you're preaching. This is great. This is great. But no women watch this. That's fine. <laughs> so goddamn. Okay. So the men. Okay. It's, men uh, it's know called this. how to talk to. It's all called how to talk to girls. Yeah. So let's rewind a little bit. We're talking about your ideal situation. So being with a man who's making forty million dollars. Is that what you said? No, I just need a nice, I would settle for a $20 million house too, but obviously just like a gorgeous house <laughs> with a nice pool. Okay, I, I'm not saying you can't get that, but your odds of getting that in five years versus today is extremely, extremely thin. I want that today Slim. though. I'm like ready to go get that. So I just don't know what I need to change. Yeah. That's kind of all I'm saying is you got it. Then you got to go get that today. Yeah, I, I was going to say to you a second ago. Are you working through your emotional issues? Are you in therapy? I've been in therapy since I was 19. And yeah. Okay, you still, when's the last time you went to a therapist? A week ago. I go every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Good for you. Working on yourself. I That's do a fantastic. lot of spiritual work too. I mean, I read 
so much books. I listen to podcasts. I really like. You ever, you ever, you ever read The Untethered Soul? No, I've gotten that as a recommendation. Is that Eckhart Tolle or who's the no, author of that one? No, but it, it, but it's very similar in that, in that vibe. I just have to say, I know spirituality has this weird connotation, but it's helped me with my mental health and that emotional navigation. And so I think in many ways, spirituality is what's helped me realize like, okay, I, I'm ready for a relationship. Like I can actually give someone something because I'm able to like, I said it before, but like tend to my own needs, tend to my own emotional needs at this point. And so now I'm like, oh, I feel ready for a relationship. Like that's my mentally stable is like knowing how to navigate the emotionality of life. Like things are going to come up and not pinning that on a And partner. you won't, you won't break down. You won't get into depressive modes. You won't, no. uh, well, at least depressive modes that will. No, because uh, I have my tool, you know, paralyze you in a sense. Yeah. Well said, perfectly said. Okay. That's great. You're doing a lot of the great things. I hope that a lot of women are out there doing the work and therapeutic work and the men too, so they can get into healthy relationships and and be able to not get into something toxic. I saw that meme the other day that was like, men will literally start World War III instead of going to therapy. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's it's not. I don't think it's very. It. Uh, I don't think we've been really conditioned to talk about our feelings. So we're moving in a different it, age. It, it's I harder, mean, you know. Toxic masculinity; those words that are thrown around. I mean, really, what we're all just trying to say is it's okay to be and feel whatever you want to be and feel, and you I can be open to guys. About it. I just say to guys, I wonder how you what you think about this. I, t- I tell guys absolutely healthy to deal with your emotions and your feelings just don't do it with your girlfriend mm. and or don't do it with the girl that you're dating with because mm. once he starts spitting out all this emotions problems vulnerabilities it actually makes a woman in the long run less attracted to him would you agree with that and um, okay Vulner- real answers yeah i think the truth is yeah when you really get to see the inside out, there's a lot of unsolved stuff that can make them like less desirable, less attractive. Now, don't just agree with me. But I, I want you I to have really to say give this, your truth. Though, I have to say this. Men who are vulnerable have such a greater chance at connecting with somebody on a... Or, okay, I'm just speaking for me. Men who have been vulnerable with me have a better chance of connecting with me on a way that I'm going to attach to them or I'm going to want to see a future with them that will make them more desirable. Now, it's a fine line, though, because if they're kind of like this, like, needy, weird kind of dumping their problems that are just like, please go get help, like, just talk to a therapist, you're just gross. Like, it's annoying, you know? And where's the fine line with, like, hey, I'm going to fall in love with you and you're gross and annoying? It's mostly you have to be in tune enough as men to know, hey, this is stuff I'm going to talk to my therapist about, and here's topics that I'm okay sharing with the girl I'm dating or the girl I I like or whatever it is. So for you, what vulnerable stuff can a guy say to you that doesn't cross the line? I mean, I'm someone who, you know, I like small talk, but I like to get down. Like, I really want to get to know them kind of as quickly as possible. And 
I'll ask questions like, you know, what was a defining moment in your life? And if they can answer that in like a genuine way that kind of shows something they went through that was tough, that made them better as a person or stronger or whatever, that's really attractive, would, right? Would you ever be attracted to, what if you asked the guy, tell me about a time that you cried and the guy told you that story? Would that make you attracted to him? It Neutral, it attractive, or unattractive? It depends if it was something that should make you cry. I asked that to one guy I was dating and they said, my mother died. Like, obviously, that's an understandable thing to cry. If they said, I lost the video game. Like, this was not, or I lost my basketball game. Something fucking stupid. Like, no, I'm not, no. This proves my point. Now, if a guy heard that, if a guy was talking to a girl and said, oh, you know, tell me about a time you cried. And the girl said, like, something like that. Like, oh, I was playing softball and or whatever, and we lost the game, and I cried. He would just be like, okay. He wouldn't think twice about it. But a woman hearing that from a guy, it's like, Ugh, really, dude? You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is where it gets a little tricky. Is Now, let's say a guy does cry because he lost a video game. Okay. I think the toxic masculinity side would be like, man up, don't cry, don't be a pussy. And it's like, well, okay, I don't know. Eh you know that you cried something's going on there yeah it's just the point of like is that something you want to do in front of a woman or even tell her that yeah for sure that's the member of the keyword of the day outlier yeah. the outlier is yeah their mom died they're crying i don't think a woman is going to be too like oh you know she's going to understand yeah. that that's a pretty that's an but that's like an exception but any other time i don't think a woman is going to ever be attracted or at least I will say this, they'll be unattracted. They ever see a guy cry for anything. Uh, that's, I don't know. I mean, that's not, that's not that intense. Oh, we were just laughing in the car on our way back from Starbucks right before this about my friend's boyfriend. She went to break up with him and she goes, listen. And he's just, she goes, um, Screaming, crying, throwing up. He was screaming, crying, throwing up. He's going, uh, don't break up with me. You know, he can't even catch his breath. And she's just laughing. Like, I can, she literally, we had this conversation 20 minutes ago. She goes, I could never, like, I will never see him the same again. Like, I think that there's that toxic masculinity. Like, women, we still hold men to it. And yet, like, are like, you know, feminism, everything needs to be like this. And it's like, you know, there's an element of the toxic masculinity that unfortunately still plays out in even the most like progressive type women. Like this person I'm talking about is very open. She's not like super traditional in any regard. So it's like, it's just interesting that, yeah, crying can be unattractive. And yet at the same time, if you're really going to be with them, if there's really this potential of a future relationship, you kind of want to know how how they react in those like tough times whether whether Absolutely. it's a video game like it's valid if a video game is tough for them do you as a woman want to deal with that i don't know i don't yeah well the thing is is according to a lot of research been done on on mating strategies and what women and men find attractive women are attracted to men who are emotionally stable and can handle tough times 
And so when you're acting too vulnerable all the time, a woman's going to be not attracted to that yeah. because it's signaling to her that this guy might not be able to be a healthy partner to, again, stick around and help raise the children and and support the family. And like so, women are so scared of men cheating. Like that's probably the number one thing I feel like any of my friends would ever talk or, you know, fear in their relationships. And it's like. Same reason. Yeah. Like they're just looking, you know, you, you're, they're just trying to figure it out. If a guy's cheating, he's not there to. Now, now here's another thing too, is men are equally scared of women cheating. And the reason why men are scared of a woman cheating is because. So I want to say this when, when men become jealous, mm. so we'll go to the root emotion. Yeah. So they become jealous because they're trying to make sure that when their woman that they're with has a kid, that it's their kid. So mm. that's one of the ideas of jealousy for a man. And then for a woman, she's jealous because, well, if another woman takes him away, then he can't be there to raise the yep. kids. So it's interesting how there's jealousy on both sides for different reasons, but that's why it exists. It's primal to be jealous because it's a way to help control yeah. the survival of your Species. of your yeah. genetic yeah. code. From an ev yeah, evolutionary standpoint, it makes total sense. So cheating is, I wonder, who do you think cheats more? Honestly, I would say men. I would say men. I bet you women say men and men say women. I guess it's whoever you're, whatever sex you're dating that one cheats the most. Yeah, I think men though, because women, even though, sure they cheat majority of my friends and the majority of experiences once a woman is emotionally invested it's really they get they just feel this strong sense of loyalty so i don't think like whereas men they could feel so loyal and in love and two years later they're like you said it like they might trade you in for the newer younger model the 25 year old you know there's a lot of, of thoughts on uh, women doing something equally disturbing. It's called hypergamy, where a woman will want to be with a man who has, let's say, more resources or someone who basically dating up. Yeah. Like a woman will cheat on a man to to be or be with another man because she's looking for a bigger and better thing. Or bigger and better. Yeah. And I'm still doing my research on on this on this part of everything, but uh, I think. But yeah, yeah, back to some of the to the main main points of today's episode. Is my advice to you, and I don't give advice to women generally. Is if you whatever you're looking for, you should be if you're not already dating for marriage, and now. No. And not wait a second yeah. longer. Well, I'm inspired. I'm getting back. On. I'm on right. <laughs> are you? Are you being no, sarcastic? No, I actually am because after our phone call, like I'm the only app I use is Raya. I'm not giving them a shout out. I just literally I like Raya, and I'm never on it. I never go on it, but I went back on and I updated my profile. I got scared. You know what? I don't want to date out of fear, but you lit a fire under my butt that is like 
giving me two things. One is motivation. The other is like, oh my God, like, ah, I'm scared. I'm losing my value. Maybe we should date out of fear. I mean, it, oh. you know, you want to be more, you still want to maintain rationality and not just settle. So I think maybe it's like, yeah, if you date out of fear, maybe you could settle. But no, you, fear is there the, should be a little bit of fear in there. No, I got to disagree because fear is the opposite. When you do anything out of fear, let's say if you've ever traded stocks, if you've done anything that's like you need that like emotional response to make it a decision, when you do it out of fear, you always fuck yourself over. You always mess it up. Anything out of fear is a lack of confidence. And I think if you have confidence in yourself, you're never going to be afraid of like what you're doing, even if you do lose value, even if you do lose value as a human or in the sexual world, dating world. I just don't believe in doing anything out of fear. It's such a low vibration. Fear makes you sick. No, I hear you there. You did make a good point. I will agree with one point there, as you said. It's just like if you're living in fear, you might not be making the best decisions. So you got to be careful. Yeah. But at least, hopefully, fear at least sparks something inside of you to take action. Yeah, and like actually it's message like, oh, people I better, back. I better, I better get this yeah. going. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Quinn, uh, this was really this fun. This was fun. This is a great conversation. I appreciate your open-mindedness and just talking to you on this level. It was, yeah, it was great. If guys, do you want guys to to follow you on social media? If you want that, where should they find you? Can you can find me, Quinn of New York, two ends, And I'm that's my username for everything. I try to keep it real on social media, so that's where my personality is. All right. Cool. We'll put them in the show notes. Quinn, thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you, you so much, Trip. This was awesome.